How about a few drinks at the Chinese room? I'll get to the bottom of this if I never see the back of my neck. <laughs> we'll turn this palace upside down and deal with ducks as well. What? Well, that's from uh, that's from the great uh, the great uh, Munchausen. Yeah. We'll turn this palace upside down and deal, deal with, with ducks, ducks as, well. as well. Right. We'll I... turn this palace upside down and deal with ducks as well. Did you know that the pig girl was found dead in her love nest? Victim of a brutal attack, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. They didn't say who the brute was, but I think he was the stumpfer who used to ride back and forth between Weimarskabern and Schwitzerberg. I think that was the fella, yes. Ever since he started spreading those rumors about the head schnifter, there have been great repercussions all through the state. And I've been hearing about the schnifter more on the radio this week than ever before. Do you have one of those underground radios? Yes, no, no. I have a very small radio, but I keep it in my house. Oh, yeah. It's still safe in the neighborhood where I live. You know where I keep my radio? Where do you keep it? In the potato pit. <laughs> in the potato pit? Yeah, listen. Oh, yeah, could That's I have another one of those, please? Yeah, yeah, Thank could, you. Would you like one or two of these? Uh, yeah, two of them. Would you like it with yeah. the lumpen cream? Yeah, the lumpen yeah, cream. Yeah, with the lumpen cream in the head. Oh, thank you. Good. Okay, I don't try Yeah, and also that night, they're going to be, let's see, Channel 5, Community Watchfulness Alert, Interrogation. Channel 2 at 9 o'clock, Ruby Balls, comedy. A refuse drive with Rudy as its leader means confusion with a capital K. Mim, Angela Flott, Alan, Kiki Bird, Thelma Pistolpacker, Penelope Tosspot. What? Game, color. Guests, the four bobsled twins. Channel 11 News, George Matetsky, color 16, it was announced, 24, Washington Review, <laughs> Black Sounds of Dark Summer, Channel 2, I never listened to that, Rancho El Muerto on Channel 34, if we could get it, Taco Grande on Channel 40, uh, News, George Matetsky, it was announced, Grito en el Obscuridad, Juico Fiesta, Con Huevos, Con Huevos, Channel 2 News, George Matetsky, Channel 3 News, Dwight East, Channel 4 News, George Matetsky, 5, Run For It, Crime Drama. Brock runs into an old friend who wants to sell him a beer river until Julie spills the beans into danger. Oh, that sounds like... Brock, a Dan, one. Festus, Julie, Lita, Roberti, Anselmo, Squeezy, Whitaker. Rerun 30 minutes. News, Sacco, Vanzetti, color. Nine, movie, drama. What's the name of this street? 1948. Takes place on the street of no name. Barbara Bobo, Richard, Birthmark, and Anselmo, Pederazzi. One hour and 45 mile minutes. Eleven movie comedy, Ermin Dolls, 1953. Louise and Bobo, showgirl sisters, eat some brownies at the home of an old friend who wants to show them his pictures. Mark Truffle, Sidney Gret, Barbara Bobo, and Anselmo Pederazzi, two hours. He gets around. Channel 13 movie, melodrama, Don't Crush That Dwarf, 1961. <laughs> Secret investigators uncover a mysterious sack in the Armenian Sea. Ebo Waring, Dick Nixon, Adam Thigh, and Ernest Hemingway, 90 minutes. No, Tonto, this is not a mask. It's a birth defect. Ah, the Stoned Ranger is back with us. Yes. Wonderful fella. Shall I do another one? Tonto, I think I hear a truck. Ride on up ahead and find out what a truck is. Urantia is of origin in your son. Urantia, Uravia. And your when son are you going to settle down there? Is one of the multifarious offspring of the Andromeda Nebula, which was one time organized as a component part of the physical power and material matter of the local universe of Nebadon. Yes, right. mistress. 
And this great nebula itself took origin in the universal force charge of space uh, in the super universe of Orbanton. Thank you, Orbanton. Long, long ago. Long, long ago. Thank you, Jesus. At the time of the beginning of this recital, the primary master force ago, organizers of Paradise speak. had long been in full control of the space energies, which were later organized as the Andronover Nebula. Thank you, Jesus. The Andronover Nebula. God, beautiful. No. 987 billion years ago. Billion. Associate force organizer and then acting inspector number 811,307. 811,307 so so of the Orbanton series traveled out from Uversa. Jesus. Reported to the agents of days that space conditions were favorable for who the initiation cares, of materialization phenomena. Space. In that certain thank sector you, of the then easterly segment of Orbanton. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 900 billion oh. years ago, the Uversa archives testify. Thank you, Jesus. There was recorded a permit. A That's permit a was recorded. There was recorded a permit issued That's by the Uversa Council of Equilibrium. That's a lie. To the super universe government authorizing the dispatch of a force organizer and staff to the region previously designated by Inspector Number 811, 307. Thank you, Jesus. Comma 307. The Orbanton authorities Jesus. commissioned the original discoverer of this potential universe to execute the mandate of the Ancients of Days. Calling for the organization Punctuation. of a new Punctuation. material. Punctuation, Jesus. Hey, I want to tell you... Um, I'll tell you just, just how it felt. Uh, it was down a little bit lower down in the valley when I was there when I was traveling through the Middle East, and many of the inhabitants uh, saw this uh, kind of like dense fume advancing upon them, and they uh, took to their like mechanical vehicles and they fled, but some waited out of curiosity. And they were swallowed up in this kind of murky, olive brown, kind of brown fog, shot here and there with kind of queer, shimmering streaks of a ruddier tint. Presently, there was complete darkness, and artificial lights were blotted out almost at arm's length. Breathing, breathing was difficult, and throats and lungs were irritated. Everyone was seized with a violent attack of sneezing and coughing. Clouds streamed through the village and seemed to exercise irregular pressures upon objects, not always in the general direction of movement, but sometimes in the opposite direction, as though it were getting a purchase upon human bodies and walls and actually elbowing its way along. Within a few minutes, the fog lightened and presently it left the village behind, save for a few strands and whiffs of its smoke-like substance, uh, which had become entangled in side streets and isolated. Very soon, however, there seemed to nothing, it was clear, and seemed to hurry on to overtake the main body. When the gasping villagers had somewhat recovered, they sent a radio message to the little town lower down the valley, uh, urging temporary evacuation. The message was not broadcast, but transmitted on a slender beam of rays. So happened that the beam had to be directed through the noxious matter itself. When the message was being given, the cloud's progress ceased, and its outlines became vague and ragged. Fragments of it actually drifted away on the winds and dissipated themselves. Almost as soon as the message was completed, the cloud began to define itself again and lay for a quarter of an hour at rest. A dozen bold young men from the town now approached the dark mass out of curiosity. No sooner did they come face to face with it round a bend in the valley than the cloud rapidly contracted until it was no bigger than a house. Looking now something between a dense, opaque fume and an actual jelly, it lay still until the party had ventured within a few yards. Evidently their courage failed, for, for they were seen to turn, but before they retreated three paces, a large proboscis shot out of the main mass with the speed of a chameleon's tongue and enveloped them. Slowly it withdrew, but the young men had been gathered in with it. The cloud or jelly churned itself violently for some seconds, then ejected the bodies in a single chewed lump. That's how it was, man, until they got all the cars moving again. It's they... time, it's time once again, folks, for the serious readings part of the show. Lids of Grass, <laughs> with your old friend Walt Whiteman. Walt? The wind came up again with the daylight. <clears throat> and
and we could see only a little way ahead when we started west in the morning. Before we came to the ridge, we saw two horses dim in the blowing snow beside some bushes. They were huddled up with their tails to the wind and their heads hanging low. When we came closer, there was a bison robe shelter in the brush, and in it were an old man and a boy, very cold and hungry and discouraged. They were Lakotas, and they were glad to see us, but they were feeling weak because they'd been out two days and had seen nothing but snow. We camped there with them in the brush, and then we went up on the ridge afoot. There was much timber up there. We got behind the hill in a sheltered place and waited, but we could see nothing. While we were waiting, we talked about the people starving at home. And what do you think about the people starving at home? We're all sad about it. Now and then, the snow haze would open up for a little bit, and you could see quite a distance, and it would close again. While we were talking about our hungry people, suddenly the snow haze opened a little, and we saw a shaggy bull's head coming out of the blowing snow up the draw that led past us below. Looks like a bull's head. Then seven more appeared, and the snow haze came back and shut us in there. They could not see us. They were drifting with the wind so that they could not smell us. We four stood up and made bows to the four quarters of the world, saying, Ha-ho, ha-ho. Then we got our horses from the brush on the other side of the ridge and came around to the mouth of the draw where the bison would pass as they drifted with the wind. The two old men were to shoot first, and then we two boys would follow the others on horseback. Soon we saw the bison coming. The old people crept up and shot but they were so cold and maybe excited that they only got one bison. They cried, Hoka! And we boys charged after the other bison. The snow was blowing hard in the wind that sucked down the draw, and when we came near them, the bison were so excited they backtracked and charged right past us, bellowing. This broke the deep snow for our horses, and it was easier to catch them. Suddenly I saw the bison I was chasing go out in a big flurry of snow, and I knew they had plunged into a snow-filled gulch, but it was too late to stop, and my horse plunged right in after them. There we all were together, four bison, my horse and I, floundering and kicking, but I managed to crawl out a little way. Hey, let me out of here! I had a repeating rifle that they gave me back at the camp, and I killed the four bison right there. But I had thrown my mittens away, and the gun froze to my hands while I was shooting, so that I had to tear the skin to get it loose. When I went back to the others, the other boy had killed three, so we had eight bison scattered around there in the snow. It was still morning, but it took till nearly dark for my father and the other old man to do the butchering. Come over here with his knife. I couldn't help because my hands were frozen. Oh. We finally got the meat all piled up in one place. Put it over here. Then we made a camp in a fine shelter behind a big rock with a brush all around it and plenty of wood. We had a big fire. We tied our tanned robes on our horses and fed them plenty of cottonwood bark from the woods by the stream. The raw robes we used for the shelter. Then we had a big feast and we sang. And we were very happy. <laughs>